and welcome to Daily in the Word. This is Rich Chassie, your host and teacher. Today we'll be looking into chapter 13 of the Gospel of John, the passage where Jesus washes the feet of his disciples in the upper room. This is now the beginning of some very intimate detail that we get only in John's Gospel, this teaching that he provides for his disciples on the very night in which he was betrayed. So this is it. It is upon us. The time has now come for Jesus to be betrayed and illegally tried and then eventually crucified. Those events are now upon us, and Jesus knows this as he is preparing to share the Passover with his disciples. So let's go ahead and read from John chapter 13, beginning in verse 1 and through verse 17. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? he asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set for you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. The lessons contained in this passage of Scripture are many, and they are profound. Just before the Passover festival, this is actually the night of the Passover, Jesus, knowing that the hour had come, that he was going to leave this world and go to the Father. It would just be a mere few days. Having loved his own who were in the world, a fulfillment of John 3.16, he loved them to the end. He knew that he was going to the cross. He chose that. It was not some terrible tragedy of justice, although it certainly was, but this was God's plan before the foundation of the world. Now, as the evening meal was already in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus, 
Jesus knew all of that, understood all of that. And Jesus knowing, verse 3, that the Father had put all things under his power or under his authority. What a position to be in, to know that he was absolutely in the Father's will, that everything was under his power, under his authority, that he had come from God and he was returning to God the Father in heaven. So he got up from the meal, knowing all of that, that all of his authority, all of it, that he is God. He gets up from the meal, takes off his outer clothing and wraps a towel around his waist, pours water into a basin and begins to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Now, this was a a customary thing that happened in their day. There was usually a servant who was stationed to wash the feet of the master who would come into the home. And of course, if they weren't wealthy enough to have a servant, the children or the wife of the husband, father would come in and they would do it. Most people ended up just doing it themselves. But notice what happens when the disciples and Jesus all come in. No one is willing to humble themselves to dry the feet of the other disciples. They had all been fighting about arguing about who was going to be the greater of them in the coming kingdom. This necessary function, they wore sandals, their roads were dirt, it was very dusty. It was necessary to come into a place like this, especially when you consider they're all sitting around at a meal and there are no chairs. So you've got someone's 30 feet kind of right up in your grill and no one took the time to wash the feet of the others until Jesus, knowing that all things are under his power, that he had come from God and was returning to God, humbles himself, Philippians chapter 2, humbles himself and takes the form of a servant and begins to wash and dry his disciples' feet. So he comes to Simon Peter and Simon says, Lord, Are you going to wash my feet too? Simon begins to protest, and Jesus replied, you do not realize what I'm doing, but later, after the resurrection, you're, you're going to get this. Peter says, nope, nope, you're never going to wash my feet. And Jesus said, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. And then Simon Peter replies, Lord, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Do do a full job. And Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean. It was Jesus's way of saying, Peter, you're already saved. You're already a part. You've already been washed completely. You just need to confess your sin when you commit sin. Your whole body is clean. You just need a foot washing. You need to confess as you commit sin and you are clean. And then Jesus cautions, though not every one of you, in other words, Judas, the one who was going to betray Jesus, was not a Christian, was not one of those who belonged to the Lord. And that why, that's why Jesus said that not everyone was clean. And so when he had finished washing their feet, he put his clothes back on, he returned back to his place at the table, Do you understand what I have done for you? And of course, I don't think they did. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also 
wash one another's feet. Jesus had set the example that we should do as Jesus had done. Jesus, the Son of God, the very Messiah, one with the Father, humbled himself and became a servant. Should not we who are his followers also humble ourselves daily and serve the needs of the people around us? We are called to be servants. Even when we are in positions of leadership, as Jesus was, we are to humble ourselves and to serve the needs of the people who we lead. That's true in the home. It's true in the workplace. It's true in the church. It's true in every aspect of life. We as believers, as followers of Christ, are called to be humble servants of those around us. No servant is greater than his master, Jesus taught. No messenger is greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed, and we will be blessed. Absolutely, we will be blessed if we do them. It is an awesome privilege to follow in the footsteps of Jesus by being a humble servant, by willing to bend the knee and to serve the people who are around us. We are called to this. Let us follow through. Lord, we thank you for this picture that you have given us of what you have done with your disciples by washing their feet. Knowing what was ahead of you, knowing that you were on your way to the cross, even now, the time had come. You were about to be betrayed by someone who had been with you for so long. And even in that moment, knowing the consternation, knowing the trouble that must have been on your heart, you laid that aside. You laid down the the position that you have to become a servant and to wash the feet of the disciples. Oh Lord, how that ought to humble us and make us realize what we have been called to, to follow your example and to serve the very people that are around us even the people that we are called to lead. Yes, I am to serve my wife, my spouse. I am to serve my children by giving to them what is best for them, to the people who work for me, to the people I work for. I am to be a servant to the people in my community, to the people in my church. I must take part in the activities and the ministries of the people in my church. I belong there. I must be willing to serve and not just sit, not just soak it in, but to be willing to serve. You set that example. May we follow through. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We ask all of this now. Teach our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you once again for listening to Daily in the Word. I trust that our time together on these daily times that we spend in God's Word together in the Gospel of John are truly beneficial to you. I pray that God will use this time in your life over a period of time to help you to grow, to help you to understand, to help you to apply God's Word in your life on a daily basis, and then reap the benefit of that. So once again, thank you for listening. I hope to see you again next time here on Daily in the Word. In the meantime, have a great day.